Hello, everybody. Welcome back in Courtside Convo. It's a snowy night here in East Lansing, but we're in the basement of Holden Hall. It's nice and warm in the sports studio of Impact 89 FM. Uh, we got a fun fun episode for you. Uh, first, I've just got AJ Evans on my left, Josh Gutbrot on my right. Um, it's going to be us three today. Before uh, we get into what we're doing, I just want to check in with you guys. How's how's life been, AJ? How you been? how you doing? Everything's been good. You know, things are kind of slowing down with Thanksgiving break coming up, so that's good. But yeah, I'm excited to be here on this snowy night. Yeah, Josh, how about you? It's been things have been going well. I that MSU Kentucky game was pretty fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was that was that was a nice part of my week. So that was that was good. Everything else has been going well too. Yep, great, and um. Yeah, life's been it's been pretty crazy recently for all of us. I'm sure um, Thanksgiving coming up soon, but we got we are almost um, basically one month into the NBA season. Started on October 19th. This will be coming out November 18th, so close enough. It's been a month into to the NBA season. It's been a great NBA season. Um, we usually talk about storylines. Um, I think we're gonna get good to that next week. This week we have a, a little bit. Of a of a fun thing, where us three are gonna do here. We're gonna we're gonna do an all first month team. We're gonna draft. It's gonna be a, a snake draft. Um, so we each have to pick um, a starting five, a sixth man, and a and a coach um, in the from the NBA this year, um, based off their performance performances in the first first month of the year. We're using um, we have to have one point guard, one shooting guard, one small forward, one power forward, one center, and the positions have to come from their primary position on basketball reference just for consistency's sake and so you just can't just so we can't stack um Tatum, Giannis, KD, LeBron, you know, just a bunch of wings. So you got to have a got to have everybody um in their in their basketball reference position. Um and then the bench player has to be an actual bench player in in real life. Um it can't just be the next best player uh that wasn't picked it has to be someone who primarily comes off the bench. Um, and I think that's all that we have. We randomized the the draft order, and it's going to go uh, Josh first, AJ second, and me third. Um, but since it is a snake draft, I'll have three and four, and then when we come back around, Josh will have six and seven, and we'll go from there. And you can also pick – you don't have to pick an order of position. You can pick You can pick a coach first. I don't care. You can pick whatever you want in whatever order. just has to fill those requirements. And at the end, we are each going to give our um, – give our case for why we think our team is best. So I cover everything. I think I did. All right. Just get right into it, Josh. You're on the clock. First pick. Where are you going? I'm I'm going Joel Embiid. Okay. Because I well the the first thing is one, I know we have to we have to defend these choices at the end and I I see I think with him in the center position, I see the biggest gap. Like between him as the best player and the rest of the centers behind him, like with the guards and the forwards, I think there's a lot closer gaps in production and talent so far from what we've seen. I don't think there's any center playing anywhere near what Embiid's been doing, especially you know the last couple of weeks with those, you know the hundred points in two games or that yeah. was you know just ridiculous, and you know thirty and ten, you know on a nightly basis, I I don't think you can go wrong with that. So I, I'm just gonna go with Joel Embiid and keep it simple. Uh, that's that's uh, at first when you first said Embiid, I was a little surprised, but that was a good explanation. I think that's a good pick for a good first overall pick. All right, AJ, second overall pick. Who are you going with? This is a tough one, but I'm a big fan of point guards. I always feel like you have to go out and find your franchise point guard, and with that, I think it's a toss up. But I'm selecting Luca. 
I'm a big Luca Good fan, pick. and yeah, and I think he d- he just does so much for you on the offensive end. He he's just a creator, and yeah, that's who I want as my floor general. Yeah, I respect that pick. I may have gone there um, first overall. Even he he was in the the first tier for me. So yeah, he's done literally everything for that Mavericks team. Is he's been ridiculous. I'm gonna go. I'm kind of on the same wavelength. I gotta go, Steph Curry. I think, I, I just that I he hasn't the team. The rest of his team has had a slow start to begin the year, um, but Steph thirty two thirty basically thirty three points a game, um, and then seven and six pretty much. He's true shooting percentage of seventy point one, which is just ridiculous. He's one of the best offensive players of all time. He stretches out defenses like nobody else. Um, and I don't think this Warriors team is a, is at the same level it was last year, but I think Steph is at the same level still. I don't think that he's um, slowed down much at all. So for point guard, or my first my first pick, the third overall pick's got to be Steph. Um, oh, typed it in the wrong way, but yeah, I got to go with Steph there. And then since I got the next pick here, ooh, I kind of forgot that I had the next pick. I think I'm going to go with Tatum playing the four. I really like that pick. I, he is just when he gets going, he is just unstoppable. And um, he's still—I know the joke is that he's only 19, but he's—he's he's still what 23, 24. Um, I know that has no bearing on what we're doing right now, but he's one of my favorite players to watch. The Celtics are the um, best team in the East right now, and I don't see any reason why Tatum um, can't. He, I don't see any reason why he won't be. Um, in the MVP talks at the end of the year and could even win it. And also he could lead this team back to the finals for sure. So I got to go, I got to go Stefan Tate on my first two picks. Uh, we're going back to AJ here. Okay. So with mine, wait, do I have two picks now? Uh, you got one and then Josh has two, then you got one again, then I get two. Okay, perfect. So with this next pick, I would like to solidify my backcourt, but he's still on the board. So I'm taking him. I'm going to go with Giannis. I just feel like, I don't think he's going to be on the board next time I come around to pick, mm-hmm. so I want to grab him while I can. And I think Luca and Giannis in the pick and roll is a deadly. That's tough. It's a deadly combination. Yeah, I can't believe that Giannis slid to five, and that's on me too. Um, but I, 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 I have an idea for how I want to build my team, so we'll talk about it at the end. But I love that pick. Yeah, Luca and Giannis would be. You got You're building an international team over there. Actually, I'm the only one that's taken an Amer- American players. He had three international out of the first five picks in the first uh, for the first month uh, draft, which is it's pretty cool to see. Um, all right, Josh, you got picks number six and seven. All right, number six, I'm going to go with Kevin Durant at the small forward spot. So, what Basketball Reference has him at, so I'll throw him in there. Uh, I just I I wanted to get as many of the 30 point guys as possible, and I also think KD has been playing a lot better defensively than he usually does at this point in the regular season. You usually see that tick in around playoff time, and he's kind of been putting that in. I mean, he's uh, top five in the NBA in blocks, which is not something he usually does You know, for the whole regular season. That's usually, again, something he steps up with in the playoffs. And, you know, he's he's doing everything offensively that he normally does. So I'm just going to go with KD there. All right. I like it. Um, and I think it's helpful for this that he is – primarily been a small forward this year so I think that's a good pick there and uh what's number seven uh number seven is going to be SGA 
Dang. I'm gonna go Shea. Dang uh, man, I, like I said, I'm sticking it. with it. I wanted to get as many of the 30 point guys as possible, and I will also say this: uh, along with Embiid he and KD, so SGA is in the top 10 in blocks right now as well at he's one crazy. at 1.4. So, and he's averaging if he finishes what he's doing right now, because honestly, if he was on a better team, he'd probably be the MVP because he's he's averaging 32, four and a half and six on 50, 40, 90, and over a steal and a block a game. The only guy that's ever done 50, 40, 90 with a steal and a block a game for a whole season was KD and I believe, the 2012, 13, when he did the 50, 40, 90, the one time he did it. None of the other 10 of the other or 11 50, 40, 90 guys have done that. If SGA does this, it's arguably the second best 50, 40, 90 season in NBA history, yeah. which is crazy. And, he, and he's a guard. Yeah, yeah, which is, yeah, K, he's, he's, so he's, he's yeah. six so inches good. shorter than KD. He's ridiculous. Yeah. Did you guys see his, well, First, his game winner last night, yes. another three. Did you guys see his Instagram caption? Mm-mm. He says, did you see it? I did not. I, did not. I actually don't have an Instagram. I'm, I'm an old guy. He, uh, I deleted mine. I saw this on Twitter. Nice. But he said he, the, the, the picture of the shot over uh, Monty Morris, it said, and since I'm in D.C., call me Hemi Carter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that, it. That was that was my favorite Instagram caption of the year. I I also sweet. will say that I have the best social media team by far with Katie and Bead and SGA. I am. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, have I agree. The, so I'll, I'll say that I have the best so far. I have the best um, chill. I've the, they're Steph and Tatum's children. Yeah, the best yeah, social media yeah. children. Yeah. Best best NBA kids. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what I have. You got the international all stars. Yeah. All right, so you can. Uh, we're on to what pick is it? No, AJ AJ's with number up, yeah. eight. Oh, wow. Okay. Back to me. So, hold on one second. Okay. With this next pick. Wait, I literally just had my guy. I just lost my train of thought. So, so far, got. I thought it was you, Liam. But it's back to me. Okay. Yeah, you're in the middle of us each time we yeah. go back. Okay. So with this next pick, I'm going with PG. Paul George, man, is averaging 24. Okay. Six and four. I just feel like he's so solid and he's just smooth. Like he's a guy who I feel like he he's able to score, but he doesn't necessarily need the ball in his hands to score. Like you can just keep him moving, keep him flowing within the offense, and he's just gonna find a way to put points up and. We're already going to get a lot of points with Luca and Giannis, but I think with him sort of there, I, I think he's going to go for a cool 20 or 25, whoever we match up against, no matter who we're playing or what we're doing. Yeah, I like that pick. Um, and he might be getting Kawhi back here soon, maybe even tonight against the Pistons. So yep. um, that'll be fun to watch. And I, I'm ex- I just I'm, – I'm not totally giving up on the Clippers, but I just need to see them all play together. And I don't – I think – my t- my uh my faith in them um uh, being a title contender isn't necessarily necessarily slipping but as i watch other teams perform it's kind of hard to to keep the clippers in that same um in that same tier but you never know those guys are still all world players all right so i got the next two picks here and i need a i need a 2 a 3 and a 5 and i think that i'm going to go and get I think I'm going to get a five now. I'm going to go AD. He's been primarily a center this year um, per basketball reference. And I think for this um, for this exercise, 
he's just healthy. Everyone is healthy. That I guess we can do that. Um, I'm I'm just making rules up right now. So I'll take healthy AD at my five because <laughs> he's played uh, when he's when he's been engaged in in playing in some of these games. Their record's been horrible, but he's been a menace still. Um, having like some 28 and 15 games. Um, his defense is still very solid. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna have him manning the paint there. And for my next pick, I need a two and a three. Mm. I think that I'm going to take... I think that I'm going to... Oh, God, this is really tough between these two shooting guards I'm thinking about. Um, I'm going to take uh, Devin Booker. Oh, yeah, I'll take Devin Booker, and that really was a hard... That was a hard choice um, over another guy that I'm sure will be picked somewhat soon here. Um, so Devin Booker, he's kind of uh, I think the this we talk about it we've talked about it before, but the Suns have kind of uh, have exceeded my expectations at least, and now they got Aiton back. They're playing well. Um, Chris Paul hasn't really even kicked it into full gear. Um, hopefully he he does. He is getting up there in age, but um, yeah, hopefully. Um, he's able to to uh, to help out, but Michael Bridges and Devin Booker have really been carrying the load for that team, and I think that he fits in well with Steph and Tatum and AD. I kind of wanted to to build a team that can space the floor, and although AD isn't the greatest shooter, he's um, he's mobile enough and he can play around the perimeter too. So um, I took Booker because he's used to playing off off a off a off a guard who usually has the ball in his knockdown shooter. So that was my thought process going into that. So back to AJ here with the, what what pick was that? 9, 10, 11th pick? You got the 11th pick. For sure. So I still need a big man. Can't believe he fell to me this late. I'm going with the Joker. I think I think for this team, I think for any team in general, the Joker's like mm-hmm. phenomenal just because he's a, he's a playmaker, like first and foremost. And he's just an incredible big man. Like we haven't, we truly haven't seen anything like him. He can play in and out. He almost prefers to play out because he can create for others, but he always finds ways to put points on the board along with about a dozen rebounds. So, yeah, I like I th- this pick. I think his counting stats this year aren't where they were the last two years, but his on-off numbers, that team is – it's a two different teams when he's on and off the court. I mean, he's still one of – like, like you said, he's still a generational center. So, yeah, I am kind of surprised that he – I'm surprised myself that uh, I took AD over him, but I'm kind of going with – they kind of fit my theme more. But, yeah, Jokic is still um, one of, if not the best centers in the league. All right, two picks for Josh here. I'll, uh, what's this, 12 and 13? All right. Well, I – the first one's really easy. I'm I'm going to go Ja here just because of the nature of how we're doing this. I was able to snag him here. And, I mean, I, I thought I – lo- I looked at it. I thought about – I considered Lillard and I considered Trey here, but I I didn't realize how poorly I don't watch a lot of Hawks. I didn't realize how poorly Trey has been shooting the ball, um, and I I I think I I, I you know I, I I like Lillard, but Lillard was hurt a little bit, and you know Josh Josh shooting forty percent from three, which was kind of like everybody said that his like big thing that he had to solve was his you know consistency with shooting the ball. And I mean, if he's a forty percent from three, he's just a totally different animal. So I'm just gonna go Jaw there. Yeah, I'm. I think 
point guard's so been so deep this year that you can't really go wrong with any of the guys chosen for sure. So yeah, Jazz electric as always. All right, uh, your thirteenth pick. Uh, it's gonna be LeBron. Uh, I'm gonna stick with both the best social media trend and also just you know, I I. I again, I looked at some other guys. I I almost pulled one out completely out of left field. If he had a little bit better assist numbers, I would have probably actually taken Jeremy Grant, but just because he's been playing out of his mind, and he's shooting fifty percent from three. But but I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be that guy. I like the team I've been putting together. Jer- Jeremy Grant just just doesn't fit on it. So I'm just gonna go LeBron. Yep. Don't know what what else to say. It's LeBron. It's a good pick. Yeah, I mean, well, LeBron's my fifth starter at this point, so yeah, I feel I feel good. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty good. <laughs> All right, AJ. Um, I was about to say your last pick, but you've we have uh, forgot about the sixth man and the coach. So you can pick sixth man and coach if you want. But you got one more starting position open too. Gotcha. Yeah. So for this one, once again, can't believe he's still on the board, but I'm gonna take. I'm going with Donovan Mitchell. Explosive score. You know, he's obviously taken another step this year in Cleveland, averaging about 31 a night. So, yeah, he's as big time as it gets at the two-guard position right now. Yeah, and that him and D-Book was who I was yeah. back and forth with. I was um, going to take whoever you did yeah. and be the happiest man in the room. Yeah. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell. I think if the Cavs wouldn't have had a bad week this last week, I probably would have taken Mitchell, yeah. but I still like the Cavs' chances, and I still like Donovan Mitchell as um, a potential MVP candidate even. It's just recency bias, I guess. They've kind of uh, come back to earth a little bit. Um, but so I got – it looks like I'm going to be the first person to make a non-starting five pick because I have one starter and then my six-man coach. So I have a small forward to fill, and I'm going to go with – here, let's look at my team real quick. How much space do I have in the middle of the court? You know what? I don't. I don't. I'm gonna take Demar Derozan. I. I just want that mid-range assassin, someone I can go to at the end of a game. I got a lot. Of, I mean, all these guys are superstars, obviously, but Demar Derozan been one of the better fourth court, fourth quarter scorers in the NBA the last two years. Um, just deadly. Um, and if I can space the floor, and then let let Demar cook in the mid-range, that'd be a lot of fun for me. And then for my f- next pick, I have a six-man and coach spot left. Uh, my six-man, I think I'm going to go. His odds aren't aren't that great uh, right now for six-man of the year. Be- I, I think it's because he's probably going to end up starting soon, so I'm going to get it while it's hot. I'm going to take Ben Matherin. Um, he's been coming off the bench for Indiana. I'm sure him and Tyrese will, will start together soon, but for this first, mo- first month, um, he was averaging 19.9. 3.8 and 2.1, and um, as a rookie, he can, uh, I think, he'll learn a lot from my guys while he's sitting on the bench, um, and he'll come in with some from, some fresh legs and some good energy. So I'm going to take Ben Mad as my, my bench player, my sixth man. And then, AJ, you got uh, six man and coach left. For sure. So... I'm a little torn as to what to do here, but I think I'm going to go with my sixth man. And um, I'm going to go ahead and take Malcolm Brogdon. I've always been a really big fan of him, and uh, I just really think he's a he's a really like well-rounded player. And you can plug him in just about any lineup, and he's going to find a way to 
contribute, whether it's through rebounding, playmaking, scoring, shooting. He just finds ways to get the job done. So I'd feel real comfortable bringing a guy like him off the bench. Yeah, he's been a basically a starting point guard his whole career yep. um, when he's been healthy and then goes to Boston and he's really kind of bought into that new role and he's been great. So I think it's a really good pick too. Um, all right, Josh, two picks, six man and coach, whatever order you want. Uh, I'm going to do the coach first. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Chauncey Billups which that one probably isn't much of a surprise. Um, but I, I know I know I'm kind of the Portland guy, but it's also they're they're seventh in the NBA in defensive rating so far. Which is like I know we've talked we've talked about it a few times on here, but when that when they were in the top ten in that stat and over the first couple of weeks, there was some discussion like nationally and just overall about how wondering if that would hold up or not. And it still is. I mean it's the offense has actually fallen out. They're twelfth now in offensive rating, so they've dipped a little bit on offense with some of the injuries and stuff, but the defense is Still have been incredible, and I I think I don't think anybody had them in first place a month into the season. No, I agree, and I think that um, had I had that pick uh, with all the coaches on the board, that would have probably been my pick as well. So, Chauncey Billups done a great job for sure. And then my last pick, uh, this one might be a li- a little a little out of left field, but so for my sixth man, I'm going to go Malik Beasley from the Jazz. I like it. Uh, I. <clears throat> I, I he's kind of kind of a one way player. You know, it's mostly offensive game there, but he's averaging twelve a game, you know, in twenty five minutes. But he's also shooting ninety two percent from the free throw line and forty one almost forty two, forty one point seven from from three on almost seven attempts a game. He's making two point eight off the bench. I mean that's lights out production from a bench scorer. You know, when you get a guy hitting almost three threes a game coming off your bench, that's second on that team behind Jordan Clarkson, who's another guy that used to have that type of bench role in you know and that's just that's that's something I, I find really valuable when you can get that type of high level efficiency from a guy that you're just trying to give you know minimal minutes to well, not minimal but you know twenty to twenty five minutes to. Yeah, Malik Beasley is a great player and a great bench player, but um, that's just go. This just goes to show how how deep Utah is because I would have probably even picked Count Sexton. I thought about it over yeah. him, and they're on the same team, so that that's that's interesting for sure. But yeah. Yeah, that that their bench has been a big reason why they've um, overperformed. If it wasn't Beasley, it would have been Saxton. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, AJ, your last pick. Who's your coach? This one's coming out of left field. I struggled with this. I, first off, I just want to say I think we have a lot of great coaches in the league right now. Like I think this could be a golden era for coaching in the NBA. I really do. Um, but I'm going with Popovich. I know the Spurs are in a rebuilding year and. You know, these aren't the most ideal times in San Antonio right now, but, you know, Pop's record track record speaks for itself. And if there's anyone who knows how to balance a roster full of stars and their egos and all the baggage that comes with it, it's him. And one thing I also wanted was a coach who uh, prioritizes ball movement and spacing. And I don't think anybody has done that better than the Spurs. I think they've really set sort of the precedent for our generation in terms of ball movement, spacing, and and putting guys in a position to just create out of sets. I think he does that just as well as anybody in the league. So, I'm going with him. Yeah. I can't I think it's it's funny to me that um before the season, I don't remember where he said a press conference or something. He said I wouldn't bet I wouldn't put if I were you, I wouldn't put any money on this team. I don't think this is like like one of the better teams I've had and I mean, they, he's right, but they've also overperformed. They have. And, yeah, so Pops a great a great pick. Um and I'm going to go Kind of the opposite way. I'm going to go with one of the younger coaches in the league, in Joe Missoula for uh, Boston, who um, kind of had to take over in 
weird times in Boston. Ime Udoka, obviously, we talked about it. Um, but he he's had to deal with a lot, um, especially especially like with Ime Udoka um, suspended for at least a year and his situations up in the air. Um, so and then also Robert Williams getting hurt on a defense, and that was kind of their calling card was their defense last year. And he's got them playing. Their defense is great. They had the best record in the NBA, I believe, or is it the just the no the best record in the NBA right now at twelve and three. So yeah, I think Joe Mazzulla, one of the younger coaches in the league, um, has done a great job. Very impressive. I didn't, I admittedly didn't know who he was um, before the first game of the year, and I definitely know who he is now. So he's making a name for himself for sure. For sure. All right, that concludes the drafting portion here. So I'm going to let, since Josh picked first, just go over your team um, position by position. Tell us why you have the best team. All right. So I have, uh, well, Embiid was my first pick, but I have Ja, uh, ja Morant, uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Kevin Durant, LeBron, Embiid at center, and then Malik Beasley at six man, and then Chauncey as coach. So I, I think I have the best team. So there's a couple of things here. I, I have three of the 30-point guys, which I think is a big deal. I have, And not only that, but I have one in the backcourt, I have one on the wing, and I have one at center. So I'm pretty well balanced there. I, I think Embiid probably is should be the MVP favorite right now, so I think I also have the best, the guy who's been the best through the first month. Um, I, I mentioned it earlier, SGA, KD, and Embiid are all pretty, pretty high in the league on the blocks. So defensively, I think across the board I have some talent. I know... Like the John Morant might be the worst defender in that starting five, and he's you know by no means a bad defender. Uh, you know LeBron's there. I've, I've got three guys averaging over five assists with SGA, Ja, and LeBron. And you know the the one potential you know Malik Beasley might not be you know the the level of production that you're getting from some of the other six man on here, but but it's definitely a guy like you know forty percent from three ninety like i said ninety ninety three percent from the free throw line i mean the guy's just a bucket and the the biggest difference between Beasley's production and Matherin's production is that Beasley only shoots Beasley shoots less than one free throw attempt a game he is not aggressive attacking the rim at all he is he is a spot up shooter he's a very good you know not you know very good spot up shooter Matherin shoots almost six free throw attempts a game so in terms of shooting and other you know things like that offensively. Beasley's pretty close, except for that aggressiveness where Mathern just blows him completely out of the water because Mathern's so physical and so aggressive. And then, you know, Chauncey, who I think has done the best job through the first month, you know, having a team that nobody thought, you know, a lot of people were saying Portland might not even, you know, make a play-in game, you know, nationally speaking. And they're mm-hmm. in first place, and Lillard's missed three games, four games. So I, I, I think I do have the best team just because of those that combination of things. Um, and, you know... SGA and KD, you know, would be the two guys with those 50-40-90s with a block and a steal a game. And I have both of those guys, too. And I'll go back to this, too, with the social media thing. I definitely have the most fun team on social media. <laughs> yeah. For good and bad reasons. Because Ja, SGA, and Embiid are great. And KD and LeBron are some of the most annoying people on social media sometimes. So it's it's it balances out. But either way, it's entertaining. So I think I have the best team. All right. All right. AJ, tell us why. Why you think that your team team that you drafted is better for sure I think I might have the most I think well-rounded team if I'm being honest like uh, starting off with Luca I mean Luca's accolades and his the year he's having speaks for itself but he's just phenomenal he's obviously a very heliocentric 
star. Uh, and so is Giannis and, and Jokic. But the thing that I like most about those three guys is that they're all selfless. They don't, they're not just guys who score the ball and do nothing else. They all, they all contribute to the game in multiple facets. With Lucas, it's playmaking. With Giannis, it's it come with everything, really. I mean, his perimeter shooting isn't still ideal, but he does pretty much everything well. And with Jokic, it's been just about everything. Um, and so I think, I think with this roster or with this lineup, at least, I'm able to space the floor a lot with a lot of guys who are bigger and who are going to pose a lot of problems on the perimeter, but who can also play inside. And if for whatever reason our perimeter, uh. Us playing if for for whatever reason we're not playing well on the perimeter, I can dump it into Giannis or dump it into Jokic, and I can trust those guys will make something happen. We're obviously well coached. Pop is going to put in a lot of sets and a lot of plays that'll space the floor, and he's obviously going to drill ball movement in all of those guys. But none of these guys have issues moving the ball, which is why I like them all and I'm comfortable with them. Uh, with PG and Donovan Mitchell, I haven't talked about them. Both of those guys, I feel like are selfless scores and the fact that they don't really take away from the offense but they still get theirs at the end of the night pg's the kind of guy where he scores a little bit here scores a little bit there and then you look up he's got 30 and donovan mitchell's obviously a little more explosive he might command a little bit more but he's gonna be able to get out uh, in the fast break and he's also admittedly stepped it up on defense and he's turned it up another notch there so yeah and then with brogdon he's just well-rounded he does everything that you could ask for out of a sixth man, and I think he's just going to be a really steady force for whoever he's subbing in for. So, yeah, I don't know if I have maybe the best guys at each individual position, but I think this team gels really well, and I think I have a really well-rounded group. Yeah. All right. Lastly, I got um, my draft started with Steph Curry and then um, down through my lineup. I got Devin Booker at the two, DeMar playing the three, Tatum at the four, AD at the five, six man is Ben Matherin, head coach Joe Mazzula. My goal, um, my drafting strategy was kind of more of a schematic strategy, and that kind of started with Steph. I think um, I, I, I kind of knew I was probably going to take a guard as as long as I was going to take one of Steph or Luka um, first. And um, since Luca was taken before Steph, I left Steph for me. And then I kind of just built it off of that. I just, I'm I'm amazed by um, the amount of pressure and the gravity that Steph kind of commands when he's against, and you put him on any team in the NBA and he will stretch out a defense by himself. Um, and I think that we've, we've always seen him. He's, it's a dynasty in Golden State, especially when they had KD. And Clay and Draymond were at their peaks, um, but if he has any sort of star power around him, I mean, he has been. I don't think it's this. I don't think it's really an argument. I think he was. He has been the most important player on one of the most dominant dynasties American team sports really has ever seen in the Warriors the last decade. So, um, that is basically my biggest reason why is Steph. And then you can just go down the list. Um, you can spread the floor with D Book. Um, DeMar's not the best three-point shooter, but, I mean, he's a gr- prolific mid-range shooter, one of the best um, we've seen, um, especially in this era. Then Tatum kind of do it all on offense now, especially since he started being much more aggressive, getting to the rim, drawing fouls. Um, and also, when he gets hot, he's one of the best um, He's one of the best players to watch when, when they get going because 
Um, he just you can't you can't really if you put a big on him he'll get by you. You put a small on him he'll shoot right over him. He's a lot of fun to watch. And then AD defensively, he's kind of not to the same level, but my stuff on defense, um, just how much havoc he can cause defensively by himself, protecting the rim, switching out on on guys. So um, that's kind of why I kind of him anchoring my defense and. Also, the pick-and-roll game with Steph would be nasty, so uh, that'd be a lot of fun. Six-man Ben Matherin, we talked about him a little bit. Um, just kind of a guy who won't be a, coming off the bench in real life much longer because he's that talented, um, and he's only going to get better. So if he's he's playing well with Tyrese Halliburton. He'd fit great next to Steph Curry for sure, or Devin Booker. And then Joe Mazzula, I just have liked his story, and also he's similar in age to a few guys I have in my team specifically Steph and DeMar. So I think that he can kind of let Steph de- he can kind of let Steph or he can kind of delegate a lot of power to Steph. Um get a- get along well with the guys. So um that that was kind of why I picked Joe Mazzulla. I think before we can wrap up a little bit with some snubs maybe if you guys want to because I got a list over here. Um I guess a couple snubs I thought and I just want to get your guys' opinion. Um Jalen Brown Probably the biggest snub, possibly. Um, I guess he was the only one on this list that wasn't selected that I had uh, on my draft list. So uh, Jalen Brown. And then I think for six man, Jordan Poole could have yes. been a snub for yeah, sure. For sure. <clears throat> so um, um, you guys, any opinions on that? Any other snubs um, you guys thought? Well, you. All, uh, I see Westbrook. I don't think any of us, you guys, nobody took Westbrook. Uh, yeah. which he was, uh, you have 18, he had 18, 8, and 5 since moving to the bench, so that might be another one. I thought about that. I just, I don't know. I don't not much of a big Westbrook guy. But. Yeah. Yeah, he's been, he's his odds for six men of the year are second highest right now. No, they might be the first. They might have the highest odds. He's up it, there. It might be just because I don't, I think Matherin's odds are, because nobody thinks Matherin's going to stay a six man. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of similar to Jordan Poole. I don't know if Jordan, how yeah. much lo- longer Jordan Poole will be um, coming off the bench, especially since their record is so bad. Um, but, yeah, I think that, that Poole and Westbrook, six men for sure, um, bit of scrubs. Pascal Siakam, I think, is oh, another yeah. That's a good one. It's a really good one. A huge year. Yeah, he's always time. underrated in my opinion. Yeah, um, he always is. That is a good one. Yeah, and he he's really taken another step. Like, he's backed up his words. You know, he did an interview, uh, I believe, with The Athletic before the season started, and he just talked about, how he wants to be like the main guy, like a franchise guy on a championship level team. He wants to be a top ten, top five guy, and you know that's some elite company, especially with all the talent in the league. But you know, I think it'll take a little bit longer, but he's slowly but surely getting there. I yeah. think. Yeah, I, I think I feel bad because yeah. I didn't even he didn't cross my mind, but he definitely should have. That's a, that is a, that's a snub for sure. He's been really Siak. impressive. I think a lot of the snubs, in my opinion, that I, I think of are a lot of the guards. Like mm-hmm. Willard didn't get picked. Yeah, Trey Young. Trey Young didn't get picked. Desmond Bain didn't get picked. Yeah, and he's I was just like right. I yeah, he's just like right on the cusp of like being included in these types of discussions. I really like his he, game. He might have been the Gar- fourth Garland or fifth shooting guard for me. Yeah, yeah, Bain. probably. Mm-hmm. But Garland's another one. Garland, Garland. Did, Garland didn't get picked. Anthony Simons is right on that cusp, probably right around the same level as Bain. I mean, if Bain's four or five, then Gar- uh, Simons is probably six or seven. So I, I and it just kind of makes you think. I know 
we've kind of talked earlier uh, on a previous pod about how this is the best the NBA has ever been, but doing something like this and then looking at all the guards is what really remi- like mm-hmm. makes me mm-hmm. think of that again because like there are multiple. 22 to 26, 27 point a game. De'Aaron guys. Fox is Yeah, De'Aaron balling. Fox. I didn't even say De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. Tyrese Halliburton is averaging yes. 20 and 10. Yeah, right now. yeah. I mean, this is weird. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I mean, it's, he's an offensive engine, you know, too. Keldon Johnson is spending time at guard forward, yeah. you know, so I mean, that's another guy that, like, is probably right on the cusp, maybe right behind Jalen Brown at, you know, like, you know, six or seven small forward or whatever. But I mean, it, there's a lot. There's a lot, honestly. Jared Allen is someone who, um, a little bit earlier on in the season, I probably yeah. would have thought um, as a center, and still he's still, um, I'd still consider him somewhat of a snub. But he's been great. Laurie Markkinen has been a good story this year for sure. Um, but yeah, like there's just so much talent in the league right now, and even you can look at another rookie, Paolo, um, averaging twenty three and a half. Zion also averaging twenty three and a half. So a lot of good talent. Um, I think we'll end off here with just. Quick little breaking news. Won't be breaking when this posts, but um, Kawhi Leonard is going to play tonight against the Pistons, so he's making his return. Um, we'll see how that goes. See how many minutes he plays. Um, you guys have any thoughts? How much? How many games? Is how many games before he's out again? Or do you think that he's for real back this time? Um, I, but so the thing with me on this is, I feel like the West, the rest of the Western Conference hasn't put the Clippers in a position where they have to rush them back. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the teams point. in the West that were supposed to be running away with things and, like, putting all the pieces together, you know, like the Warriors and stuff like that, either got off to really slow starts or Denver, you know, or, or less than desirable starts. And they kind of, like, the door has been left wide open for the Clippers to just kind of coast as long as they need to, as long as they want to. And so I don't I, – I think he's – Back, but like I wouldn't be surprised if he misses like a three game stint, you know, for rest or something. Or like I, I don't think it's just going to be like a back to back type of thing where he's missing like the back end of back to backs. I think you could see him miss like a weekend or like take a road trip off just because the rest of the West hasn't put them in a position where they have to worry about seeding. Like they're going to be able to plug him in around the All Star break and rip off like a 10 game winning streak and grab a four seed because the West hasn't just the West hasn't proven that that isn't going to be able to be done. Mm hmm. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think barring some ultra-competitive conference, that was going to be the case regardless. Like, I felt like Kawhi this, – this all hasn't been surprising at all, and I felt like Kawhi was going to, you know, take his time, and the Clippers were really, really going to ease him back into the flow of things. But, yeah, I'm not too worried about it. I think he'll ramp up, and after the All-Star break, like you said, he'll rattle off some games. They'll get the seeding that they desire, and – and then they'll be focused on the playoffs, which is what matters to them most, obviously. Yep. Yep. I have not I don't have much to add. I agree with both of you guys. Um lastly, Thanksgiving coming up. What's your guys' favorite Thanksgiving dish? Start with Josh here. Ooh, I don't know. Um That's tough. That was a quick little segue. It was probably it's way tough. too fast. No, for- no, no. It's I just I, I'm a big so I don't I'm not a big Thanksgiving guy, but I'm a big Thanksgiving food guy. So that's okay. why it's tough. I uh, probably, I like the veggies, like the mashed potatoes, green bean casserole, stuff like that. I don't think you can go wrong with that. Like a nice mac, and, like a baked mac and cheese, maybe. Mm. That's probably solid. I, I, I'm also not a big for, for a guy that likes Thanksgiving food as much as I do. I'm not like a huge turkey guy. It's all the sides. I think Thanksgiving probably has the best sides out of the holidays for me. Okay, AJ. 
I love it all, man. Like, I'm not a picky eater, and, you know, I That's love fair. Thanksgiving and the food. But I'd have to say probably my mom's mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's, like, really good. And I love banana pudding, too. And I don't have it often, so I always demand it for Thanksgiving. Um, so, yeah, but, no, I love everything, though. Yeah. Yeah, I love Thanksgiving, too. It's a great tradition to watch the Lions lose while I'm getting just super full. You but know I, it. Yeah, especially this year. Oh my goodness, the Bills coming to Detroit. But um, I think I got. I think this could be. This is always a controversial with some people, but stuffing is probably my favorite. I love stuffing. Underrated for sure. Yeah. I, I oh, think. Yeah. I think the 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 discussion on stuffing's really gotten like people act like it's so bad. It's just. No, I it's love it. Not. It's, exactly. That's what I'm saying. No, no I I agree. Not. It's a good pick. And then also, my dad makes. We fry our turkey, but it's. Uh, it's wrapped in bacon. Okay. So oh, wow. like I could get bacon down with and that. turkey. Yeah, I could get good. down with and that. I love fried turkey. Yeah, it's really good. And then my grandma makes great mac and cheese. Mac, you can't go wrong with mac and cheese. So Well, we all said mac and cheese yeah. at some point. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. did. It's, you just can't go wrong at all. So, all right, that'll do it for us. Fun little episode. Um, we got another fun episode after Thanksgiving. Uh, we're going to do a little uh, rookie report. We're each going to... Um, dive into a few rookies, um, go a little bit more in depth of their game, what we like, what they don't, what we don't like. Um, maybe in between there, we'll have a little catch up episode with storylines, but, um, until then, thank you for listening. Um, stay safe out there on those roads. Uh, be nice to people. Um, thanks again for listening on impact 89 FM.